that's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett. If you connect it to this when it's released, then it is Tuesday. It is 14 days into month three, 2023 years after awesome sauce things have occurred. It's Pi Day. Isn't that what that is today? 314? Uh-huh. We thank you for being a part. We thank you on behalf of the platform which you've chosen to consume this for doing everything necessary to make sure that these pieces of business is released to the internet each and every time there is an opportunity to do so. So thank you once. Thank you twice. Thank you three times in the name of Christ. As I said, it's Pi Day. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in, in just a few moments as we get into our things to celebrate when we get into our moment of, of what I like to call pep rallying. We'll definitely get down to that piece of business. Um, but before we get to that, um, today is outside, uh, or should I say leading up to today. I got this, 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 uh, can't think of what I want to call this or what it is, not what I want to call it. It's a band-aid, but it's, it's a plastic band-aid and I don't know why. I don't know why they made these because the I'm trying to figure out how to describe this to you. The only thing I can do is take a picture of it and put it up on the uh, on the gram somewhere in a story. Uh, got, I, I, that was me taking a picture to show you this and try to see if I can't zoom in on it. It literally looks like, well, I'm taking a picture of my, my, my boo-boo. But this plastic band-aid literally looks like dried. You know, you ever had skin, like your skin is just peeling? That's what this band-aid looks like, peeling skin. I don't know why they made these band-aids. This is so ridiculous. I think they were made by uh, the same people who make, the, you know, the, the, the big boys of Band-Aids. Can't think of who they are right now. But this is ridiculous. I'm trying to get it off my finger, and I'm literally, like, having to peel it. Like I'm peeling dead skin. And to some degree, it's causing dead skin. And it's not focusing on this for some reason. I don't know why I won't focus. What is it trying to see other than me? Um, anyway yeah that 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 is probably going to look bad on the instagram and i'm sorry because it didn't focus but i'm I'm literally peeling dead skin off of my finger and this is this is a horrible band-aid uh who makes band-aids who is the big boys of band-aids you know who they are the the one that we all knew was it band was it just band-aid I don't remember. Nonetheless, but th whoever came up with this design or this rendition, this, uh, yeah, of the Band-Aid should be shot. Let me not say that because that's not fair. Um, God, this is hard to get off my finger. Again, if you go over to uh, Hey at CDB on Instagram uh, and check this out, the story will be out. By the time that this it'll connect, so you you know you have twenty four hours to 
to uh, you know to handle this piece of business. We might just put it on a reel or something so that you can see it no matter when you're listening to this or just go find it. We're going to have to call it the crazy ass band-aid. That's, that's what we'll call this. We'll label it the crazy ass band-aid. And I, I'm, I'm going to have to do a part two on the reel in just a few moments so that you can really appreciate how to get this band-aid off of me. I literally have to rub it like I'm rubbing off dead skin. I don't know if that's a good thing. If there's some type of like I, I, if, if that's like something to that. I really have no idea. I mean, my skin is smooth around the Band-Aid, around where the Band-Aid was, should I say. But I have to open up the gram here again, taking it. That's the picture, taking this. This this right here, and I hope you can can find this, uh, uh, talking to the podcast as well. Uh, check this. this. This, it looks like dead skin right here. All in this. This was the band-aid that I pulled off. I'm gonna have to go and find, uh, go and show you what these band-aids are. Make sure that you do not go and consume these. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go dig those up when I when I finish up here with this train of thought, if you will. I'm gonna go and now I'm I'm literally like cleaning off dead skin from my desk. Jesus, and all that was just trying to get a band-aid off. Hmm. So, as I was saying, I um today is a weird day because um it's been raining outside. It's uh, what's the weather like right about now? Um uh, the weather uh for for our time today, should I say? Um it's it's or in this in this general area. I put it like that. This week we're looking at uh at uh 40s 40 degree weather um supposed to stop raining but it's going to pick up on saturday it's going to rain again so we're talking you know 30s 35 um tomorrow it's going to be about 37 degrees so we got freeze watches going on. Um, I said tomorrow, like you, like what, what, what day is that? Just, just, just all we need to know is that we're in a very cold season, a very cold part of the of the culture. I still got a clock here that hasn't been set. It's still on that old time, which makes me angry because by the time I get all my clocks set. It's going to be time to turn them back again. And that's not even set right because it's not that time. It's um, how do I do this? You know, you got you. Are you still struggling with the clock thing? Most of you probably are smart and have uh, clocks that are not, you know, not manual. That all of your clocks you can they set on their own and most of my clocks around here are that way but you know I got some sentimental clocks some uh, very historic or uh, antique clocks that I like and you know you can't you can't automate them you know what I'm saying speaking of automation uh, we talked we talked yesterday 
about them wanting to everything literally going automation, everything becoming automated with uh, what is this? Uh, thank you for recognizing your driver and leaving a tip review. You. Oh, this is Walmart because I ordered my my food and I don't go to grocery stores anymore. OK, I don't know why that email is coming in. It's a lot going on. We probably should. Uh, wow. So you send me a text. Then you send me a notification through the app. And then you send me an email. Like you're very efficient. You find people with making sure that uh, everybody knows that you're trying to communicate with them. Right. Yeah, I don't go to stores. So uh, everything I want has got to be sent online. And they just drop it off the door. Got the Walmart Plus And then the Walmart Home app. Or the home thing. Basically, what am I giving them? Like 20 bucks a month, Walmart? Because um, I want them to uh, uh, not only um, go and get my 10 cent off a gallon of gas. Which Walmart, by the way, is the cheapest in town. They already just starting off. If you, if you start off at the Walmart pump, just without a membership, you're talking... 20 30 cent less than every other gas station in town but with the walmart plus now you go from 20 or 30 cent to almost half a dollar off of your gasoline from everybody else in town so that's pretty dope and then that 12.99 a month you know you talk about 45 50 cent off a gallon i'm sure you paid for that 10 times over which which makes it very interesting to me because if you can give me those type of deals then why can't you just lower gas prices? I mean, if you, if you can tell me right now that all I got to do is pay you twelve ninety five a month or whatever the thing is. I don't remember the, the, the exact number for the Walmart Plus. But all I got to do is pay you that a month. And, oh, you, you'll get that back in your gas. And I'm like, well, just give me the reduction in gas. Just take the gas down 55 more cents. Nonetheless, we, we, that's capitalism for you. But I was reading... On uh, Joe Biden's uh, thing, we talked about AI. We talked about the bank, uh, the the Valley Bank, should I say? You know about that, Simi Valley Bank, no Silicon Valley Bank. And this was just interesting, something to bring up right now while I'm while I'm thinking about it here, and I'm gonna get to the business at hand that I wanted to address to you. Um, I uh, huh. Would you start a new a new thing here, dude? Huh, we gotta we gotta look at you a little bit later. Found some on my way to Twitter, found something else that was interesting to me. Um, I don't know how to uh I don't know how to uh to I don't know how to do something. I'm trying to figure out how to save this without following. I don't really wanna follow, but I guess I'm gonna have to in order to uh to get what I want. So I'm going to Poetus is where I'm headed. And uh what the devil? Team Norfolk was at was dressed to the nines last night in Portsmouth at the mayor's mask ball to support. Then why wasn't the mayor dressed? That's hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sitting here looking at uh just on the Instagram, and I'm like, what, what the devil is going on here? Um, 
crazy things happen when you open up Twitter. I mean, no, this is not Twitter. It's Instagram. But even more when you open up Twitter. Uh, on Friday, that's what I want. On Friday, that would have been, uh, what date was that Friday? For those of you who are listening, and you might want to go look this up. Friday was uh, March 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, the FDIC, which that's the federal, what is that? What does the FDIC mean, right? Like, when I'm thinking about that. I did know what that was. We probably talked about it yesterday. And I don't remember. Federal Deposit Insurance Commission. Is that what it is? Um, the Let me see. It's coming up. Uh, Joint Statement, Department of Treasury, Federal. The Federal, Depo- the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. FDIC is an independent agency created by the Congress of these states united to maintain stability and public confidence in the nation's financial system. The FDIC ensures deposits, examines, and supervises financial institutions for safety, soundness, and consumer protection, makes large and complex financial institutions resolvable, and manages receiverships. So that's what the FDIC is. They have a joint statement here. I think this is uh, um, is this about the the thing that happened? The thing to protect you as a country and public reserves. Yeah, this is it. Okay, this came out on Sunday, March twelve. Joint statement by the Department of Treasury. And Federal Reserve and the FDIC, all three of them are in here. Okay, Washington, D.C. The following statement was released by Secretary of the Treasury Janet L. Yellen, Federal Reserve Board Chair Jerome H. Powell, and FDIC Chairman Martin J. Gutenberg, or Grutenberg, either way. Today we are taking decisive action to protect the U.S. economy by strengthening public confidence in our banking system. This step will ensure that the U.S. banking system continues to perform its vital roles of protecting deposits and providing access to credit to household uh, and businesses in a manner that promotes strong and sustainable economic growth. After receiving a recommendation from the boards of the FDIC and the Federal Reserve and consulting with the president, Secretary Yellen approved actions enabling the FDIC to complete its resolution of Silicon Valley Bank, Santa Clara, California, in a manner that fully protects all depositors. Depositors will have access to all of their money starting Monday, March 13. No losses associated with the resolution of Silicon Valley Bank will be bore by the taxpayer. We are all also announcing a similar systematic risk exemption for Signature Bank New York, New York, which was closed today by its state chartering authority. All depositors of this institution will be made whole. As with the resolution of Silicon Valley Bank, no losses will be bore by the taxpayer. Shareholders 
and certain unsecured debt holders will not be protected. Senior management has also been removed. Any losses to the deposit insurance fund to support uninsured depositors will be recovered by a special assessment on banks and is required by law. Finally, the Federal Reserve Board on Sunday announced it will make available additional funding to eligible depository, depository institutions to help assure banks have the ability to meet the needs of all their debtors. The U.S. banking system remains resilient and on a solid foundation in large part due to reforms that were made after the financial crisis that ensure better safeguards for the banking industry. Those reforms combined with today's action demonstrate our commitment to take the necessary steps to ensure that depositors' savings remain safe. Okay, I was like, wait a minute. I scrolled up and before I thought about that. And I'm going to put that, I'm going to save this to my reading. My uh, Can I save this to my reading list? Yeah, and come back to that. Uh, but I was trying to uh i said i was going to uh talk about from the instagram what the poetess had to say but it's the same thing it's basically a joint statement the president's here but the fun thing about that is uh the president says or whoever wrote this i'm sure it's on behalf of the president i take a swig right now to justice right here Mm -hmm. to nobody losing yeah that's good no losses will be bore by the taxpayer that's again what the president is saying um but he says here and his here what comes next this is the president speaking everyone who had deposits at those banks can access their money today this is monday march 13 when this is coming out that includes small businesses that need to pay their employees and stay open this is the part that was funny to me number three in this instagram post which we'll have to make sure that we share because you, you need to see this on the Instagram. Hey, CDB um, investors. Number three in his list here of what comes next in investors in the bank will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk. And when risks don't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. Shots fired. <laughs> Uh, was there something else said here? We must get a full accounting of what happened and why those responsible can be held accountable. Uh, what does he say? It was something else here that was interesting. Uh, oh, number two, which we saw in the, the statement that we just read. But this is this is also here because it kind of puts a little bit more stink, put a little more stank on it. He says here. The management of both these banks will be fired. <laughs> the, the statement was politically polished that we read earlier. They said they will be removed. This one says you are fired. Sounds like Trump there. Anyway, if a bank is taken over by the FDIC, the people running that bank shouldn't work there anymore. He's basically like, look. If we got to come in and handle your business, then you don't need your business. 
So anyway, that 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 is um that is what came up. I don't know why this is still going off. Something. Oh, I got things still ringing and stuff still going on. I don't know what's going on there. All these different stories are popping up. But I want I wanted to focus on that, and that's not even in the news. That's kind of like a recap to what we talked about. But I also like to take that and 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 again take another swig, another toast to uh, the, yeah, you heard that that that's me toasting you to people not losing. But also, please keep that in mind. I, and I'm not a business expert. I would love to get a business expert on here to talk about or just talk to him. I don't know if I need to get him on here, but I would love to see understand how business banking works what i mean by that is you know what how much does the fdic um how much do they protect from businesses i think from personal accounts and it may be i say i think just in case some things might have changed but it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. i should check my banking account or my institution and probably ask how much did the fdic um protect against i should call them and say hey so how much do you protect for banking and they're like why do you care <laughs> it's not like you're loaded you know anyway but if you have more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the bank please you know spread that money around go to other different institutions or just go to different accounts talk to your financial advisor when you go and open an account please do that this is this is something that that we should this should be a teachable moment you know, if you go in and, and you have more than I would say if you have more than ten thousand dollars in an account, it's time to spread that puppy. Trying to spread that money around, spread it around in different accounts and make sure that, um, you know, something like this happens at your bank that you don't uh, that you don't you don't get caught with your pants down. You understand what I'm saying? So that that's what that that's what I wanted to catch up on on that one. Um, today's a weird day. As I said, it's been raining and cold and we didn't get out for a walk. We're going to try to do that here, uh, soon. I don't know when we're going to, uh, get that in. Cause we, we got some things on the schedule this week that is going to be awesome sauce for you. Uh, some content that we're preparing, we're preparing for, we're preparing for, we're planning, we're getting in focus, this content we are. And, um, we, uh, you know, that walk kind of, we kind of had everything laid out and the weather. Sam came over for dinner. We sat down, had a glorious time. And I'm not mad that he didn't get up and come walking this morning. I mean, dude, it was freezing outside. And so we did a walk in January. I mean, not January, February. We did all those walks in the in the arctic temperatures but we we completed our, our our mission statement our mission statement was to walk every day in february and we we accomplished that and uh so no need of trying to kill ourselves going out there uh, participating in arctic temperatures just because we're trying to make good content when we can make good content sitting here in the house with the heat on not me so we have to figure out what we're going to do about that uh because uh you know it is what it is it pertains to well like i said we got things coming up and i'm excited about those and i don't want to we don't want to make things i just want to just chill um today 
we're going to go back and look at Psalms 1 like we talked about yesterday. And uh, I hope you did something. I, I did not. And I'm a little angry. Had a funeral today that I was watching on the internet. I, I'm not personally familiar with the family. I am familiar with the family by proxy. Meaning that uh, my grandmother was uh, connected with the uh, decedent, the, the, the person who has now transitioned, Apostle Albert uh, Jones. What was that A stand for? Albert Alvin or something like that? I don't, I don't remember. Maybe I can look at, where is my phone? Because I'm, I'm curious now because they, they kept saying what his name was and I didn't... Uh, let me see if I can go to his church, Revelation Tabernacle, and see if I can't. Let me see. Revelation Tabernacle. Um, that is Apostle Al Jones. No, that's not what I want. I want to go down. It just says Albert A. here. It doesn't say what his full name was. If I go to the grave site. Graves funeral home like you really want to go and watch a funeral but you know um, I'm just trying I just want to know what his name was this okay there's here's where we are here's where we are who is this guy ah, Jesus um, Albert Augustus Jones senior that's what is that's what the A stand for I'm sorry to put you through all that just for that but um yeah I was watching his funeral today and um got all caught up in that and so we didn't um we didn't you know since we didn't do that i would like to uh if you don't no no we, we'll do it today just kind of I'm, I'm i'm going to tell people like tomorrow give me uh one and two how about that one and two tomorrow i'm feeling i'm feeling conflicted because i don't have time to ask the people to read chapter one and give me their thoughts um, so I don't, I don't have any responses because we were all caught up in the funeral and I'd like to apologize because I somewhat, well, I didn't know that was coming. I didn't know how invested I would get into it, but, um, yeah, that, that kind of happened. So we're going to think that through. We got some time to, to process that. But before we get there, Mr. DJ, ma'am, DJ, non-binary DJ, how are you doing? We have spent some time together. We normally further along in our time of uh what we about to get popping over here uh but you know we we wanted to clear up some things and do all that good fun stuff and so i thank you for your your liberality for letting me yap on is what i'm trying to say but you you know what we do we take some time to uh breathe a little bit and if i could take some time this morning or afternoon or evening wherever you're finding this to um, have this pause this moment of breath and um, I would like to do a couple things first of all I would like to allow you the opportunity to be selfish this is a selfish moment this is one of the only times in life when selfishness is good but two I would like to extend the opportunity for us to give our thoughts and our prayers, even though you don't know, you may not know the, the Jones family, you may not have any connection to him. And that's, that's not the point. The point is that 
there are persons or a community of persons who is suffering right now. The suffering from the horrors of grief. And so if you can um, give those thoughts and prayers to them just on that, just on that, that alone, you know, I don't know. I understand. But, you know, grief, you know what it's like to lose somebody, you know how that feels. And so please sympathize with not only them, but everybody in the world. And this is kind of weird to say this because I'm not going to do this every day where we're going to everybody that's died. Please sympathize with them with grief because we don't know all the people that's dying, but we know there's a lot of people who are suffering from grief. So let's do that today in our moment of breath. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ. We, what we're going to do is we're going to we're not going to tell you how long or what. Um, we're just going to say, just close your eyes. At, well, we got to tell them because they, they got to know so they can set their watches. Right. So they can. So we're going to we're going to do three minutes again. We're going to do three minutes. We're going to do the same track we did yesterday just because we we're awesome sauce. OK, cool. Let's do that. Let's do the same track we did yesterday. Three minutes on the clock. Open that that breath piece of business that mindfulness app there yeah, on that phone of yours and uh we'll do that put that right here mr dj let's get our time of just breathing you're gonna feel good at the end i promise you
moment of confession, if I can. I was sitting here like, uh, you know, maybe I should um, just let the people do it. Me kind of just chill out because, you know, we are recording. This isn't live. It's not like it. I mean, it's live to tape, but it's not like anybody's listening or watching, you know. And this is for the people. And uh, then someone's like, no, 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 Mr. EDB, what you need to do is you need to go on ahead and get yourself some meditation in too, some breathing in too. But that stuff's hard. It was hard for you because you're trying to bring in your mind. And I don't want to go and start, you know, getting the, the panties soiled of all the 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 pharmaceutical people who are salivating right now over the fact that I just said it was hard for me to to uh, sit still and draw in my mind. Wait, wait, wait. Excuse me. Hey, hey, pardon me. Did you hear that? He said he has some problems with his mind. Open that drawer. Let's get out the Adderall. $25 a pill. No. It's crazy how that stuff works. Uh, you know, everything is we're trying to help you at, <laughs> at 25, 30 cents a dollar. A second, excuse me, a second, 30 cents a second. Is that, is that no, maybe $30,000 a second. I don't know. The point is, it's very hard to bring yourself in because there's so much on your brain. I was thinking like about the, the funeral. I was like, and this is weird, and it's not meant to be disrespectful. But I'm like, because I was sitting here, like, for some reason, while we were doing our time of pause, and I pause, put my hands over, and I'm like, I remember that there was a standard when they buried people that you know you cross their hands over each other. They're like their hands are at their waist. It's kind of like they bring their shoulders down and they cross their hands over each other. And I was like, I didn't see his hands crossed. I don't know why that was crazy to me. But I also didn't want to be weird when I went to view and just start looking at all the different things like, yeah, okay, that's that's standard. Like, you know, I'm supposed to be inspecting the body because I have to be the the end all be all for the morticians, the people over at Graves Funeral Home, because you don't know what you're doing with those nice, pretty uh, yellow Cadillacs, shiny looking Cadillacs make me want to go and get a new Cadillac because they were sick fire looking yellow Cadillacs but you don't know what you're doing you know how to bury people yeah I don't want to be that guy so but it was just you know I'm fascinated by all those things and and sometimes when I get quiet it's hard to turn my brain off because I'm fascinated but then it also it's a good thing because if I can hone in on the things that fascinate me hone in on the things that excite me then maybe that's a good thing too, you know? I don't know. I'm just I'm just a weird guy. And that's all right to be weird. Shout out to weird people. You know what? Here's a twig. No, hold up. I don't want to I can't hold on. Let me let me get let me see if I can. There you go. Did you hear that? That was me toasting you. Mm-hmm. Taking a swear of the tea. A swiggle of the tea for the weird people. All right. Um, today, I told you it's going to be a weird day because um, we need, we need a we need a contingency plan. We're still trying to work through what what this is, and sometimes that can be a challenge because you're trying to work on the run. Um, I'm a person that likes to start things and then work their way back, and uh, so 
I appreciate all of you who sit here and listen to my dribble throughout the day um, and who have incorporated it even so for because <laughs> see some people listen and other people incorporate what we're doing into their world and, and that that is fascinating to me so I would like to to give you a, an indeed shout out for that so that being said um, we're going to uh, we're going to go and do that Psalms thing in just a few moments that Psalms thing we're going to go back in and kind of look over Psalms as they're giving me a weekly update on my summary. What do they say? Your weekly update. You beat last week's 250 calorie daily move goal six times. Uh, last week, I burned 3,654 calories, 522 average. 30. Wait, what, watch this. Watch this. My steps. 38,979 distance was 17.23 miles. That is literally one trip around the whole trail. Uh, The Elizabeth River Trail. Flights, four. uh, Active hours, five hours and 43 minutes. You know, I'm going to... um, I'm going to... uh, challenge Samuel and we're going to pick a week to do this and maybe we can figure out how to get sponsorships or something just you know if anything to cover the cost of being off work or whatever the case may be um, we're going to walk the entire trail in one week that is my goal to walk the entire Elizabeth River Trail from Norfolk State to Terminal Boulevard in one week. Now that's 10.5 miles. Now if you think about it. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. That's literally just 2 miles a day. Um, which will be more. Because we're going to do 2 miles down. And 2 miles back. So we're going to do 4 miles a day. Or somewhere in there. And uh, so that's what. Um, 4, 8, 12, 16. That's 20 miles. Literally. So that's literally one trip down and one trip back, 21 miles. That's what we're going to do in one week. I'm challenging Sam to do that. We'll figure out when we can squeeze that into the schedule. You know what? I'm going to uh, I'm going to send him a message about this right now while, while I'm sitting here. Um, excuse me. You don't mind if I talk to him. Um, Samuel. Um, hi. Doing the podcast right now. Uh, I just wanted to uh, send you this because I'm making a challenge to you. Um, 10.5 miles Norfolk State Terminal Boulevard that's the whole trail one week figure out when we can make that happen mm-hmm. there we go that was all have to, you know I have to send memos because if I don't I'm going to forget and I appreciate you for listening to these pieces of business but I'm not going to really listen to this I mean I, I lived it you know what I'm doing is I am creating a conversation that comes from my head through my mouth, to your ears, into your head, right? So after we have had this discussion, I'm not a, I'm not a narcissist. I don't need to go back and hear what I said to the internet. So that's something that I'm thinking about. But that came on the heels because it told me that I, I did some awesome sauce things. And so I'm thankful for sharing with me that that uh, my, my goals were pretty dope. We got to work on that too. Making sure that we're 
strengthening our goals, our fitness goals. I hope you would consider that. Um, we're going to get to our pep rally in just a few moments. And there we'll probably learn about Pi Day. I'm almost certain of it that we're going to learn about Pi Day and some other things that we're going to bring awareness to in just a few moments. We're also, as I said, going to do the um, the piece of business with the uh, with the, the book of Psalms. We're going to get into that and uh, we're going to get some news in. That's going to be our thing. And today, how about we do a little history just because it's cold and it's wet and it's droopy. It's a great time to learn a little something, something. We're going to pick something and pick it apart. Shall we do that today? I'm so glad you bowed it, bowed it. Or as we like to say, all of us Miami fans, that you want to get to it, to it. Ah, yes. Woo! Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, how are you doing over there? It's so nice to chat with you. I just had to to go on ahead and, and cut in because um, it's time. For us to do our, I, I tell you all the time that if there's one thing that I loved, every, right before football homecoming, and then again, round about this time of the year, uh, you had a little thing at school, if you were in high school, colleges, oh, I don't know how they did in college, because I deprioritized my education especially before I got to the, the major institution. So I, I can't give you a good, you know, spill on that community college. I don't, they didn't really do much, but then again, community colleges weren't really as popular back yonder. Nonetheless, um, they used to have a thing called a pep rally. You would all pile into your, your school gyms, you got out of school about 12.35. No, excuse me. You got out of school about 2.05. So you'd probably get into the gym by what? 12.30, somewhere in there. 12.45, maybe 1 o'clock. And you had an hour pep rally. All the kids was in there. And if you, I don't know how your gymnasiums are set up. But if your gymnasium was set up like the more high school one, then you had four sections. You had four sets of bleachers, two on one side and two on the other with the two basketball goals in the center. And unless you were outside, then that, that's a whole other conversation. We didn't have a football field outside, so, so that doesn't apply to us. But inside of that gym, on those four sections, section one was for the freshmen, section two was for the sophomores, section three was for the juniors, and section four was for the seniors. Hip, hip, seniors. Yeah. Anyway, the moral was not only for that, but when I got into the workforce, and I told you about that time I did affiliate marketing, and every morning we went in right before they gave us cans of something and sent us out to gas stations to bug people while they were trying to pay $59,000 for a gallon of gas. Oh, God, that was such an intimidating time. You're trying to get somebody to spend money when they're already going broke spending. God, God bless the people who can do that. But they walked in and they would sit you down in this room or they would not sit you down. You would stand because there was no chairs in there. 
and you literally just went in there and the music was blasting and they were they were reading you the highlights they were making you aware of certain things and while they were doing that you were you know jamming out the music and it was like 30 it was like the morning meeting about about 25 30 minutes and as i said it was a jam session and that's what i would like to do i would like to be your morning jam session no i do not have an inside scoop of what's going on within your company's business no, I can't give you the awareness points that's going to drive up your ROIs. But what I can do is make you aware of what's going on in these streets. How some tips and tricks can help maybe point your customers in the right direction because this is what they think about when they show up to your establishments. You know, they're thinking about Pi Day. Some various other things we're going to talk about. So if you're at the office and maybe you just don't need it, maybe, maybe you don't, maybe, look. You probably sent all that other stuff in an envelope or in an email, right? You don't need ROIs, but you do need to come in and y'all bounce coffee cups off of each other. Maybe put something else in there because <laughs> you know what you're doing. Don't talk. Don't look at me like that. Mm-hmm. But let's get together. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, as I say, and how you doing? What is our artist of the day is? What is it? Um, I, I saw it. And you sent it to me, and I, I saw it in uh, Thorn, T H O R N E, is who we're focusing on, and the various artists that he uh, worked with, Mr. Thorn. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be our our pep rally theme artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we read. We, we, look, man, we gotta look. This is also a good time to open that mind and body app. Get you some time in while you're doing this too. Open that up. Mm -hmm. Right now, go go to your phone. All you Apple user people, shout out to you. Go to your phone and uh, click on the, the little fitness that's to do with the head and the body that's coming down, but then it's bent over and then it's thrown down. Wow, that's all drawing is? I can do that. It's like a stick figure. But it's so. Wow. And to think I failed that lady's art class. Because. <laughs> Jesus. If she would have told me that. I might have actually liked art. Nonetheless. Hit that button. Put that up. See how much. How much you get. Shout out to the people who might be doing laundry or something. Might be folding clothes. This is a great opportunity to, to get your housework done. Do your work in 30 minute intervals. Right up in here. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what to do. All right, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, whatever they got, just hit the button and let's go. With me here, you'll never be lonely. It's so, so clear. I've always been
Mr. DJ, pause. Yep. We pause to celebrate our person of the day and the man that we know as the genius of our time. The genius. The dopey one. Known as one of the world's most influential scientists. Among many, his many professional achievements, this Nobel Prize winner is best known for developing the general theory of relativity. He revolutionized the field of modern physics with his work. He opened many doors for a deeper understanding of our universe. We celebrate his birth by taking a walk down the most memorable accomplishments. This Pisces, five foot seven, 76 year old individual when he passed on March 18, 1955, born March 14, excuse me, April 18 is when he died, 1955. Born March 14, 1879. You're asking who I'm talking about. I'm glad you ask. I'm talking about the one, the only, Albert Einstein. Born in the kingdom near Germany, in the German Empire. We're not going to talk about that name. You can figure it out. Read it for yourself. He was the eldest of two children. His sister, Maria Einstein, was born in 
1881. Their parents were both Jewish. His dad, Herman Einstein, was a salesman and engineer. And his mom was Pauline Koch. Is that, is that, is, that's not the Koch brothers. <laughs> I'd be crazy if that's where the Koch brothers came from. Anyway, a year before Einstein was born, his family moved to Munich. There, at age five, he attended a Catholic elementary school. He finished his primary and secondary studies at Litpold Gymnasium, nowadays known as the Albert Einstein Gymnasium. Mm. When Einstein was 15, his family's company ran out of business, so they moved to Italy. Einstein was supposed to stay behind and finish his studies, but instead he moved to Italy with them. In 1894, in Italy, the young prodigy started working on his first of many papers. He wrote about 300 papers. <laughs> I was getting a little nervous there. <clears throat> 300 papers. He wrote 300 papers throughout his life. The short essays was titled, quote, ooh, mm, I was just realized how smart this dude was and it made me, whew. okay. The short essays, one of them, was titled On the Investigation of the State of the Either in a Magnetic Field, totally above my head. I told you that's why I had that brain. Um, mm, this dude was, wow. Talk, mm, yes. Between 1895 and 1896, he finished secondary school in Switzerland. In 1996, Einstein renounced his germ. Wait, how did he renounce it in 1996? He wasn't around in 1996. That can't be right. It had to be in 1896. Okay, there was a there was a there was a mishap here. Okay, in 1896, we're gonna say that. Einstein, national today, we found a problem. Einstein renounced his German citizenship with the hope of avoiding being called to perform military service. That same year, at the young age of 17, everything happens when you're 17, he enrolled himself in a four-year program to become a mathematic and physics teacher. Einstein attained his diploma in 1900. Even though he received exceptional grades, he couldn't land a teaching job. He ended up working as an assistant examiner at the Swiss Patent Office. In the following years, Einstein had several lectures and teaching jobs at different prestigious universities. In 1905, Einstein published a paper called on the electrodynamics of moving bodies. Yep, because that's what we do. The theory in that paper is now known as Einstein's special theory of relativity or relativity. Tomato, tomato. The formula developed in that paper, E minus MC squared, remember, everybody knows that, is one of the world's most famous equations. Like I said, everybody knows that. Ten years later, in year 1915, the physicist published the general theory of relativity. 
changing our understanding of the universe forever. In 1921, Albert won a Nobel Prize in physics for his contribution to the development of quantum physics. Einstein was married twice and was the father of three children. In 1903, he married his colleague, physicist. Um, yep, that's her name. They had three children. Mm-hmm. Albert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Hans Albert. And is that Equator? Uh, okay, cool. No, mm, there are his kids. In 1912, Einstein began an affair with his... Okay, that's 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 how we end this. First, first, you tell me he changed his nationality in 1996, which was like what 60 years after he was dead, and now you you end it by telling me he was shacking up with his damn cousin. <laughs> yes, the theory is true that the man can be a genius in his books and a genius in how to, to change the world, but when it comes to your penis, we're all dumb fucks. I'm just. <laughs> Mr. DJ, we, we, please, we need, we need, mm, that, 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 mm, yes, please, thank you.
right, here's what we came here for. Pi Day is on March 14. And any day that combines fun, education, and pie is a day worth celebrating. Do we really want to talk about pie? In the sense... The Rock. Do you like pie? Like that kind of pie? No, we don't want to talk. Okay. Pie, also known by the Greek. Okay, I don't. I, mm, it's a Greek letter, okay. Is a constant value used in math that represents the ratio of a circumference of a circle to its diameter, which is just about 3.14. Uh, all these periods, 15, 9, 2, 6, 5, 3, 5, 9, where I suppose to add the three periods on the end, the three periods in between 1, 5, and 9, 2, and then the four periods between 3.14 and 15. I don't know if that makes any sense. Not only that, but the 14 of March or the 14th of March is also, we talked about this earlier, Albert Einstein's birthday. So altogether is nothing short of a mathematical delight. Uh, what, what do we have a history of pi? Let's learn about pi. Let's see. We need to go back a few thousand years and learn about the elusive number. The value of pi was first calculated by Aramaic or yeah, is it our market or arch or the Syracuse dude in 287 to 212 BC? One of the greatest mathematicians of the ancient world was it Armarchides? Archimedes? Why am I trying this again? I'm anyway, move on. However, it was first baptized. Oh, we're talking. Oh, now we're bringing the Baptist. Okay. With the Greek letter as its name when William, mm -hmm, that person, called it as such in his work dated back to 1647. Later embraced by the scientific community. There we go. That word. I can't stand that word. When uh, Leon Hard. Leon Hard? Leon is hard. Leon Hard. Hmm. Euler used the symbol in 1737. But how did Pi Day end up in a countrywide phenomenon, you ask? I, I'm definitely asking. For that, we need to travel to the Exploration Exploratorium in 1988, San Francisco, where it was thought up by physicist Larry Shaw. Is it physicist? No. Yeah, physicist. I don't know why I was trying to think about psychiatrist. Jesus. Okay. Well, you know, Einstein's sleeping with his cousin. He probably need a shrink. Um, Wait, that was Freud. Freud was the horn dog. Anyway, we move on. Shaw linked March 14 with the first digits of pi 3.14 in order to organize a special day to bond exploration exploratorium staff the exploratorium staff together that's why that sentence didn't screw with me or was screwing with me when he offered fruit pies and tea to everyone starting at 159 p.m the following three digits of the value hmm 
how does one fifty nine p.m. I'm sure he's going to say it. A few years later, after Larry's daughter, Sarah, remarked that the special date was also the birthday of Albert Einstein, they started celebrating the life of the world's famous scientists. Why does 1.59 p.m. mean anything? I don't understand that. What does 1.59 mean? You're not telling me. Do I need a clock? I don't have a clock. What does 159 mean? It, okay, I, I quit. Pi Day became an annual exploratorium tradition that still goes on today. And it didn't take long for the idea to grow exponentially, hitting a peak on March 12, 2009, when the U.S. Congress declared it a national holiday. Well, you can figure out. I, see, they agree on something. That was during Obama when they didn't. That was during the blackout. No, he hadn't. Get, yeah, he had gotten there. We was in the middle of a finance crisis then. Yeah, I'm glad you can figure out how to celebrate pie while we're burning up. Uh, now celebrated by math geeks all around the circumference of the world. Pi Day became a pop culture phenomenon with several places partaking in activities, antics, observations, and pie eating. All pie eating. Do you like pie? I'm sorry, I felt like talking about The Rock. I'm trying to figure out what does one, I don't understand what 159 means. <sighs> Larry Shaw passed away in 2017, by the way, August 19, but he's, he died. I guess I'll never know because he's dead. Is that, is that, what does 159 mean in pi? I have, I'm getting angry. Okay. Mr. DJ, I need to calm my nerves. Please. I'm sorry to interrupt you. There's no need of us sitting here being all angry when we can actually rock out. So, please, thank you. I feel a change, something within my heart. I didn't know I could feel like this. Running away, try to keep us
Mr. DJ, pause for the final moment today. We want to talk about National Write Your Story Day. Ah, March 14, another day to celebrate the uniqueness that we all possess. That distinguishing factor that sets us all apart. Our stories. Or our stories, should I say. Well, you may have a couple of stories. <laughs> I sure have a couple of stories. I told Mama I was going to write my story when she died. She was like, dude, write it now. She said to the dinner table the other night, like, hey, man, as long as I get my, my cut of the royalties, you know, I don't know about all that now. She wanted a cut of it. Anyway, stories are beautiful and exciting to listen to or read. <laughs> yeah, they are. Be it a personal story, ancient or modern, Stories serve the purpose of entertaining, educating, informing, and sometimes innovating. We are excited about the innovation that birthed this special celebration and the essence it captures in our lives on this special day. What better way is there to know about this day than to get along than to get along with us? Why well, do I want to get along with you? I just want to know about write your story. Or maybe that is just, maybe there's some this uh, shut up, Eric. Do you remember the way you felt on your first day as a student in a school environment or your experience in a new neighborhood, community, or country? No, I never really moved. Hmm. Then again, I just moved here, so nonetheless. Making new friends, no, they always beat me up, adjusting to new life, oh, that was sucking, and settling down to change, oh. <laughs> feeling the freshness, instinct in there, the bubbles of freedom, I was always a slave, that ooze with excitement, I told you it was dramatic for me, why are you trying to recreate my childhood and make it positive, I'm sorry, my, it wasn't that bad, You'd readily recount the experience of meeting your soulmate. Nope, didn't meet him in high school, middle school, elementary school either. For the first, actually, my my wife was down the street, so, and I did met her when I yeah, when I moved into the the community. That did happen. So there might be something to this. Maybe I tell this story. Huh? Interesting. Soulmate. <laughs> that unexplainable feeling. Of completeness and wholesomeness. I thought she was coming in. I was like, let's talk about this. But she's not. I don't know if she's feeling good. Pray for my wife. She feels a little bit bad today. What about your first time working in a team? Oh, really? We had, we were on a good moment. Now you had to go back. And that feeling of clinching victory or the pains of losing. How about that one? Yep, that, right there. Park right there. How often do you reminisce over the joy of finding your true purpose? Not that much. That unforgettable date. Mm, it, 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 <laughs> they're all forgettable. And graduation from college. I told you I deprioritized my education. Why are we doing this? <sighs> Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs> Have you written yours? No, it's depressing. Anyway. Oh, okay sorry 
If not, why not? That is okay. This is what this is, you know, this is what's wrong with this culture. You know, you know, you know, the significant part of this culture is I just realized that my thing is about to fall off the wall. That's not good. The significant and more devastating part of this culture is nobody listens because I just told you. And then you're going to ask me why I didn't write it down because I don't want to remember it. OK, but we'll keep going because this is your show. Story writing has been a part of human existence from the very first day the universe was formed. Yes, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Tell it. After all, the account of the creation of the world, a man is documented as a story. Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, we trying to start, are we trying to declare war on Christians here? Because this is going to be problematic if you're doing that. I got a lot of preachers that listen to this and I'm trying to woo them because they got a lot of money in their churches. The church of God in cash. I need them to be nice. I need them to like me. I'm sorry. That was me thinking out loud. Um, where were we in this, this craziness here? Um, what better ways to pass on our stories than to write them? Mm-hmm. I told you I'm not doing that. Today in elementary school, pupil can relate to the story of the creation of America. Really? Some white guys came over and burned all the black people. No, they weren't black. They were brown. But they used the black people to burn the brown people because they, they were busy, you know, drunk. Shout out to Columbus. Um, The past and the present leaders, heroes, and the trajectory of his dear country because written stories are at his disposal. None of this is, okay, this is sound like that uh, anti-critical race stuff that we got going on around here. Our story as a people is dear to us. Really? Mm. And one of the best ways to pass on our experiences and major life events to posterity is to document them. Mitzi, an author, artist, guide, and founder of Mitzi TV, founded the National Write Your Story Day in September 2017. Subsequently, the celebration is held on March 14. And this day, we encourage you to be committed to writing your story. How about the old hymn? That was written by Fanny J. Crosby. That fits here. This is your story. This is your song. Mr. DJ, I would rather hear a song. Thank you. When the darkness is pulling you down, you don't know how to move on. When music is the only thing that keeps you alive, and you know that the time will come. We are feeling so unstoppable, dangerous, so comfortable.
Mr. DJ, we thank you. You know, the Spotify has, I'm thinking about, you know, how the people can listen to get all this music and all this good stuff. And everybody wants to talk about the Spotify and it's, it's making me angry because Apple, uh, Apple, did you know Apple? I'm going to get back to that, Mr. DJ. Just wait with me for a second. Did you know Apple that I can go to the Spotify and here's what I can do when I get to the Spotify, okay? I can not only put the podcast in a playlist, this show right here, this piece of business, but all them little songs that was in this piece of business, I can put that in there too. So the people can literally play the podcast. Then after they play the podcast, they can listen to the songs. One po- one, one, one thing right there. I'm trying to figure this out, Mr. 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 Apple. I mean, I understand that, you know, you have the the separate thing. You don't really have the podcast and the Apple Music together because the podcast is free. I get that. Apple Music you gotta pay for. I get that. Um, but to um I don't I don't know. I mean, don't I, I, I'm I'm okay. All right. That, that we, we can't fi- that we can't figure that out right now so I, I'm, I'm still with you though we're just gonna have to figure out how to get the people you know this piece of business anyway you can listen to all the music uh mr thorn t-h-o-r-n-e mr thorn you can check him out on the internets get all the people not only yeah, we get all not only the people that not only him, but all the people that he that he supports. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. All the people that he partners with, that he works with, that he collabs. That's the word I'm looking for. Collaboration. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Mr. Thorne. And Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, for that moment of pause. That that whew. And learning too, bringing awareness to all those different things. I bet you didn't know that Albert Einstein was banging his cousin, because I sure didn't. Nor the fact that we still don't know what 1:59 p.m. means to Pi. 
nor do we realize the importance of not writing our story. Or maybe you should write your story. I don't know. I just hit you. I'm sorry. Please don't sue me. I am not abusive. All right, Mr. DJ, ma'am, DJ, I'm about DJ. I said thank you very much for that wonderful, our wonderful time. And uh, we got to go and find something else to do right now, don't we? Mm-hmm. Friends, if it's all right with you, I think it's a good opportunity for us to check out the news. Some things that are of interest to us. Um, how about we talk about Mitch McConnell here? Talk about him. We talk about uh, protesters uh, that were killed by the police. An autopsy uh, gives us some revelation on that. Then we talk about uh, the uh, atmospheric river storm to hit a soaked California. We won't talk about California. Let's just put it like that. We want to talk about some COVID questions that are out there in these streets that are of our interest. We also want to talk about why Republicans are blaming the bank collapse, the SVB collapse on wokeness. We don't want to talk about the bank anymore. We want to talk about the Republicans' response to it. And what else we want to talk about here on this in our news here. How about we talk about Pope Francis now 10 years into his pulpacy. I want to talk about a controversial oil drilling that happened on Biden's watch and see anything else that is of interest to us since we're compiling our list together. Uh, winter COVID wave. That's something to, to, to put in there for our conversation if you will and uh, we want to talk about something that happened down in San Diego and let's make sure that uh, there's nothing else on here that interests us Uh, no is that a good list I think the Undertaker's names his Mount oh we won't talk about that uh, WrestleMania update Triple H taking Brock Lesnar match off the table. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll put that there. Maybe that means something of interest here in a second. Um, let's see. We're just compiling our list together right now. We'll come back and see what we what we got um, here in a second. I, I think that's uh, China reopens to foreign tourists lifting COVID visa suspensions. Okay, that'd be interesting now that I'm going to China. But, um, uh, huh, I, th- I think that's, um, I think that's, that's all that, that needs to, that needs to come out of that. Hmm, yeah, I think, I think we're good. So we got all of our stories compiled together. We know we won't talk about, so. Let's settle in and uh, as we say, go ahead and uh, pick these things apart if you will. So we want to start off with the Atlantic. Uh, why Republicans are blaming the bank collapse on wokeness. The only problem with this line of attack is that it makes no sense. David A. Graham says let's get into this a financial panic like the one that struck several u.s banks over the past few days presents a dilemma for the committed partisan you don't want to side with the failed silicon valley bank 
and other collapsing institutions as and come across as calling the rich. But you also don't want to root for the bank to fail and end up a cheerleader for broader economic collapse. This especially this is especially tricky for Republicans who spent the weekend looking for a way to criticize President Joe Biden's handling of the crisis. And uh, even as they waited to see what his handling of the crisis would be, uh, but prominent Republicans found a third way, blaming it on wokeness. All right, here's where we go. Quote, I mean, this bank, they're so concerned with DEI and politics and all kinds of stuff. I think that's really diverted from them, diverted from them focusing on their core mission that came from old Ron DeSantis. What is he talking about? I have no idea. Um, SVB, this is another quote, is what happens when you push leftist slash woke ideology and have to and have that person in it. Wait a minute, Donald Trump's tweeting? Oh, this is Donald Trump Jr. I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't know Donald Trump was tweeting again. Um, okay, let's go back and read it now that we know who, who this is. SVB is what happens when you push a leftist slash woke ideology and have that take precedent over common sense business. <sighs> Says the guy who's a part of a company that is being wanted in three freaking states. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's keep going because there's more to this BS. We see now coming out. Wait a minute. Let me read this right. We, we, we want to read the jackasses right. We see now coming out. They were one of the more woke banks in their quest for the environmental, social, and governance type policy of investing. This is Representative James Comer of Kentucky out there with uh with your boy uh what's the boy's name over there? You know who I'm talking about out there in Kentucky. Um that one. Yeah, him out there, uh, the one that just fell. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Ooh, got to turn the fan on. This is making me hot. He's the chair of the oversight committee. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. Oh, and here comes the one. Yes, the, 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 the queen of common sense, Marjorie Taylor Greene, offered a nonsensical statement, even by her standard, saying that the fools running the bank were woke and almost became. OK. All right. How do you how, how do you. OK. Let, let, let me let me let me tell you a story. All right. Because I think you need to know. I. I got to settle in for this one. I voted for George W. Bush. I didn't get a chance to vote for him the first time because I was in high school. 2001. I don't know if I would have done it. If I could. Might have went for Gore because I was Clinton's boy. I can I admit that I still love me some Clinton. I don't care what he did. I don't care where he shot his load. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, shouldn't have lied about it. Should have just been straight up. Like, look, man, shot my load on the girl. It was good. She wanted to give. I mean, it was consensual. That's that's neither here nor there. The moral of the story is, the second time around, 2004, 
I voted for George W. Bush. I happen to like George W. Bush. Uh, There's some policies that, but I like the guy, right? What am I saying here? I am not anti-Republican. I happen to love me some Richard Nixon. I think Richard Nixon, from what I have studied about the guy, because I was, you know, not around when he was president. I was not really around when he died. I was there, just kind of still swimming in my own cum, because I puberty and all that. Nonetheless, Richard Nixon had a way of explaining things. He could navigate foreign policy like none other. If you ever get a chance to go on the YouTubes, check out Richard Nixon. He is the master. Whether whether he was a crook or not, that's irrelevant. That dude can master foreign policy. You had somebody like an Eisenhower. Eisenhower, even though there's not much tape on him on him anymore. I don't know if I mean, like I say it's not much tape out there, but you know, there there's you probably have to go dig for him. But the, the few pieces that are out there make sense. Johnson, LBJ. I sit here sometimes at night when I am feeling some type of way. And I will ponder through some LBJ tapes. Okay? What am I trying to say about all this? I I am a political mutt. I like me some LBJ. I like me some Richard Nixon. Another president that I can get down with was Daddy George. Now, Daddy George had some way of navigating through some things. And, and you can sit there and kind of see him tinker through different ideologies and how to figure out he was a good guy. All of these are different political spectrums. Mr. Mr. Jimmy Carter, who's sitting at the house now waiting for God. I hope he doesn't find him while I'm having this conversation. That'd be totally weird. Another one of those political or societal geniuses, especially in the world of foreign policy. This Republican Party makes absolutely no sense. They just, by breathing, make you hate them. That is the literal problem. And I'm not trying to say that, that oh, the Democrats are the best thing since sliced bread. Because some of them can be jackasses, too. I know one or two of them. One just passed by my house. and mm. The moral is, when you literally look at things, not from a perspective of how do you get from point A to point B, but when you got political leaders who their response is that, it's because of diversity, equity, and inclusion that we're getting screwed. This is DeSantis. Then it's because of woke ideology that the bank screwed up when it was obvious that they, what they did, when you go back and read the story, Mr. Donald, even I know that, and I don't pay attention to banks like that. What they did was they went and they invested in some very, very risky business, thinking that, a, not taking into consideration, should I say, that the interest rates was going to go up, that uh, we were going to have this inflation problem that we're having. So they invested at a zero interest rate with inflation at same. And then it just popped off while they were in the middle of this. It had nothing to do with woke culture. It had to do with, hey, we got all this cash that we have nothing to do with somewhere in the uh 
tune of billions of dollars they were sitting on. And they're like, okay, let's play with it a little bit. And they got screwed. I don't understand how woke culture. I Even I know that. And I don't know shit about money. But I know what happened. <sighs> I don't understand how he could be a Republican. I, I, I don't get the mission statement of Republicans today. Something okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move on from that because that that's that's going to get our blood pressure up. Let's talk about COVID right quick. Hang out in here since we're on the Atlantic. Uh, the next stage of COVID is starting now. This is by Catherine J. Wu. What happens when everyone first gets immunity to the coronavirus as a very young kid? Hmm. This is very interesting. Let's see. To the newborn in the year 2002-3 and almost certainly every year that follows means emerging into a world where the coronavirus is ambiguous. Babies might not meet their virus in the first weeks or months of life, but soon enough, SARS-CoV-2 will find them. Sounds like this is getting spooky. Quote. For anyone born into this world, it's not going to take a lot of time for them to become infected. Maybe a year, maybe two, says Katia Coeli, a virologist and infectious disease uh, person. It's got another funny name. Modeler. I don't know what that is. At Emory University. Beyond a shadow of doubt, this virus will be one of the very first serious pathogens that today's infants and all future infants meet. So basically, uh, we, we have, you know, the chicken pox that is something that we get scared of with our kids. Now they're talking about that we're going to get scared with coronavirus, right? That's what you're saying. All right, let's let's keep reading because before we make our minds. Three years into the coronavirus pandemic, mm -hmm, these babies are on the leading edge of a generational turnover that will define the rest of our relationship with SARS-CoV-2. They are, they are, and their slightly older peers are slated to be the first humans who may still be alive when COVID-19 truly hits a new turning point, when almost everyone on earth has acquired a degree of immunity to the virus as a very, at a very, mm, as a very young child is what I was trying to say. So we're trying to figure out, um, trying to see if there's anything in here that, cause you know, we got these words, you know, when you write these articles, I mean, shout out to Catherine, but she's got a word count. And sometimes you can be repetitive when you're trying to make sure that you get your deadlines. And I don't really want to do that. So I got to kind of read through and try to figure out if there's anything in here of interest. Uh, right here. The full outcome of this living experiment, though, won't be clear for decades. Well, after the billions of people who encountered the coronavirus for the first time in adulthood are long gone. So we're talking about what's going to happen after you and I listening to the you know what? That's a funny. Hold up. Hold up. Excuse me. Uh, let me take a swig right here. Mm -hmm. Because right now, 
We're <laughs> think about this. Somebody listening. Wait, let me not say that. Let me say it like this. If you find this conversation somewhere in the ether of time, I don't know. Maybe you dug out an old iPhone out of your daddy's drawer. He was 99 years old and you're cleaning out his things and you dug it out and it still has some juice on it. And when you turned it on, it was open to the podcast app and you're like, this is podcast. And you play it because this episode was the last thing that he listened to. And now we're talking about something that you probably are, it's in your packet when you have babies. They give you the packet. You got the baby packet, all the different shots you need, the, the immunity shots. One of those shots that are just common knowledge is COVID-19, SARS. What is it? What is this thing? It's not COVID-19. What is this thing, huh? SARS, CV, what was that? Oh, shit, drop the article um sars cov2 mm -hmm. yeah and you know that's that's just standard you got to check out the box your your pediatrician but you're hearing and you're like wait there was a time when this wasn't a thing there was a time when we didn't they didn't when people were dying from covid mm -hmm. that'd be fun it'll be funny to hear if somebody like 50 years or 100 years from now picks this up and they're like Speaking of COVID, while we're still on there, uh, the winter COVID wave that wasn't why these states united didn't see a surge. This is by Mary Kikotas or Kiakotas. Kiakotas. Oh, bitch, your name. I'm sorry. When these states united saw COVID-19 cases and death rise around this past Christmas and New Year, many Americans feared the country was in for a third winter wave. But as quickly as both metrics went up, they also came down. Weekly cases and deaths in late winter 2022 and 2023 are on par with what was seen in spring 2022. According to data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, last year, the Biden administration issued a bleak warning that as many as 100 million Americans could be infected during a COVID wave in the fall and winter. House panel investigating COVID-19's origins holds for. Okay, I don't care about that. However. As the third anniversary of the World Health Organization declaring the virus to be a global pandemic passes, it appears that these states united has survived its first winter without a massive COVID-19 surge. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we must pause. We must pause. I, 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 I need something here. And I don't know if I can pull it up right. I don't know if I can do this justice. I would love to figure it. Can, can, is it is it is it cued right here? I think it might be cued. Hold on, let me see. That's that's the praise break music because we beat COVID, beat COVID, beat COVID. Okay, that, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm sorry. You probably couldn't hear that, and that was bad in your ears. I'm I'm so sorry. 
Okay, let's get, <laughs> I felt my praise break on. That was all. All right, all right, we're good. We're good now. We're good now. All right. Expert told ABC News that a combination of more immunity, better treatments, less severe infections, and more people following mitigation measures likely played a role. Quote, we did not see a wave because we had a very high immunity due to the infections and vaccinations. Dr. Ali Makadad or Makdad, an, ep- an epi- epidemiologist. Why we got all these? Why we got all these titles? Why we can't just say you the doctor of drugs or something? <laughs> But he's from the University of Washington Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation in Seattle. Okay, big shot. Quote, Omicron and its subvariants did not spare anyone. Also, many of the infections were minor and not reported or did not end up in a hospitalization. Mm -hmm. During the first winter wave, weekly cases peaked at 1,714,256 the week of January 13, 2021, as did weekly deaths at 23,378, according to CDC data. Subsequently, the second winter wave due to Omicron variants, weekly infections reached their high point at 5,630,000. 736 the week of January 19, 2022, and weekly deaths saw a high of 17,373 the week of February 2, 2022, the data shows. By comparison, according to the CDC, the highest number of weekly cases seen during the most recent winter wave was 472,601 the week of December 7, 2022. The first time the peak had not surpassed 1 million. Meanwhile, the weekly deaths peaked at 4,448 the week of January 11, 2023, five times lower than the peak during the first winter and nearly four times lower than the peak during the second wave. What are we trying to say there? Which... Okay, stop, 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 sorry, sorry. Whew. I don't want to get anybody happy. <laughs> Ooh, you feel it in your shoulders, don't you? So, what is the moral of this? Let's just skip on down to the end because by the time you get through all the fluff, that's where, that's where, that's where, that's where it settles. Uh, down to the end. Uh, according to briefing documents, the new approach would simply would simplify public health messaging on when to get COVID vaccines with the hope that making the guidance easier for people to understand could potentially increase vaccination rates in the U.S. Basically trying to say just get vaccinated. Um, is there something else that we need to? I don't I don't I don't I don't think there's anything. I guess the moral of this would be COVID. That's the moral. Quote, I think the ultimate I think that ultimately the trend will likely be towards less and less severe surges. 
I don't think it's definitely predicted that we'll always see smaller surges. There'll be some variations that result from the factors of what variants of the, the, all this all this hoopla is we can fully predict the overall trend over the coming years should be towards milder and milder surges. Basically, my friends, we beat COVID. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Get out your leg, get out your leg, get out your leg, get out, get, 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 Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Okay. All right, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I'm supposed to be acting like a nice Presbyterian and Episcopalian. I can't sometimes. All right, what else we want to talk about in our news? Um, Let's go over here to the Vice. Uh, police shot Stop Cop City activists 14 times with their hands up. Independent autopsy shows. Manuel Payez Tehran, known as, mm-hmm, was shot by Georgia State Patrol on January 18 at the Stop Cop City encampment. He's a little white boy. Hmm. He can't be with, with, with the name. What is that? Like Hispanic? Anyway, the Stop Cop City activist was shot dead by Georgia police earlier this year. Uh, was likely sitting cross-legged on the ground with their hands raised when gunfire from multiple officers struck them at close range, according to an independent autopsy. Lawyers for the family of 26-year-old Manuel uh, released the results of the autopsy in a press conference Monday. The report also shows they were shot at least 14 times in, oh God, in the face. (sighs) The independent autopsy reports cast additional doubt on the police's narrative which was they acted in self-defense. Okay. So, what was going on? The Stop Cop City movement in Atlanta, Georgia, environmental and anti-police activists have been camping out in the tree houses as part of their protest against a planned 90 million police training center on 400 acres of South River Forest, also called, um, yeah, that's the thing. Manuel was killed by Georgia State. We already know that. Um, the police went to the forest that morning planning for violence oh this is what the lawyer is saying they went there to cause problems um the georgia bureau of investigation said in a statement they that they are simply trying to quote preserve the integrity of the investigation okay this is i don't finish just in this. 
So far, 41 activists have been charged with domestic terrorism. More than half of those were from this month. Uh, these are Filipinos. Are these Filipinos? Is that who these people are? So we're 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 screwing another minority group. First, we were fucking with the black people. Now we're shooting the Filipinos. Okay. Mm, 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 mm. Well, let's go to something that makes sense. Pope Francis. After ten years as Pope, Francis continues to reshape the Catholic Church. What is what is Pope doing? On a recent Sunday. A group of young American Catholics were amongst thousands in St. Peter's Square waiting for Pope Francis to deliver his weekly message. Uh, he came out with the statement that we were talking about at dinner last night that no pope has ever said about gay people not being a sin. So that was well, wait, 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 let me read that. He came out with the statement that we were talking about at dinner last night. This is this is one of the this was Gillian. Gillian was recalling this. Um, last night, no pope had ever said gay people not being a sin. Uh, especially in this time, like everyone feels supported by him, you know. The women were referring to the Pope's recent remarks to journalists on his flight home following a visit to Sudan in which he denounced laws criminalizing LGBT people. I think that's stupid. He said, no, not. I think it's stupid that they're criminalizing them. That's what I'm trying to say. Please, I'm, I'm not attacking the Pope. That's like attacking Jesus. Touch not my anointed. Do my prophet no harm. You never read the Bible. He said such legislation is an injustice and a sin because LGBT people are children of God and God loves them. I can agree. Don't forget to pray for me, the Pope said. Have a great meal and a ride. Mm. As the crowd cheered, the 86-year-old Pope returned to the modest Vatican City guest house where he has chosen to live, renouncing the pop, the pomp and isolation of the of the apostolic palace. So he doesn't even live in the palace. He just lives in a guest house. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's the, he's the head guy. You listen to me, preachers who are driving your Bentleys and your Mercedes and your Maybachs and you're living in your brick long houses. This guy is bigger than all of you people, and he's out there living in a freaking guest house, probably next to the pool boy. <laughs> oh, God bless him. Ah, uh, yeah, sorry, that was me trying to still getting that stuff off my fingers. So, Mr. Pope is out there, um, you know changing the ideology which is going to be hard it's going to be very hard because here's here's why i read that story not not knowing it but i'm glad i did when you talk about church and people i think it's important for us to understand something and that is a that people are individuals 
that this is not this is not being intellectual. This is not trying to express my opinion. What I hope to do in these conversations outside of having a little fun, which I hope we've done today. I've definitely enjoyed myself. But I hope that we come away thinking consciously, consciously says, OK, in this case, you got LGBTQ, you got straight people. We're all on two different sides of the spectrum. How do we figure out how to get along? That's the question. And I believe that's what the Pope is saying here. And God bless all the Republicans you have to deal with because. Mm, OK, yeah, yeah, we need to just go ahead and leave that alone. Um, I think that's about all uh, you can figure out about all these other different stories. We got to find somewhere to put these on our somewhere. Um, did we talk about the Pope? Yeah. I mean, not the Pope, Mr. McConnell. Um, he's, uh, in rehab now after he dealt with his concussion. So God bless him that he's on his way. I'm on my, I'm on my way back. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought there was a song that was going to play there, but I guess not. All right, I think that's that's about all the news and information that's going on in the world today. All the things that we need to talk about. <sighs> all right, my friends, we're going to hit that button right there. This mindful app. Think about we're thinking about a challenge you're facing and how it will help you grow. Let's think about that as we begin our time together. Five minutes on the clock. First of all, I want to think about a challenge by reflecting on what we talked about today. The challenges that Albert Einstein faced as he was trying to figure out. He, you know, you realize that he couldn't get a teaching job. That's what he wanted to do. He was trying to make folks see that he deserved this spot or he was good enough to be in this spot. How many math geeks out there trying to figure out how to um, better us with the use of science and mathematics and they're struggling? And you think about your story. That's where I want to park my head because I talked a lot about the story today negatively. But inside of your story, I think you'll find a lot of what you've been through in the past those past moments, how they can cultivate, how they can better where you're going in the future. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, they say. And in that reality, you take those those things. You overcame them. They got victory over the devil because of their testimony. That testimony is a test in memory. That memory that can say, you know what? If I dealt with these things yesterday, if I had these problems yesterday and and I found a way to get through that, then I'm good. I'm Gucci. That's that's what you think about. That's what I hope you take from this time that we're spending right now. What is something that you're facing? A challenge is coming up, maybe a dream that you're trying to achieve. Never lose hope. Never lose sight. 
And if there's anything else that I think we should all, I hope we should all come back to, and I don't listen to my own podcast, but sometimes if you see me on the Twitter, take this, clip it, clip this right here, play this back to me. If I look at you and I'm feeling a little down, a little droopy, play back this right here. Mm -hmm. Tell me, man, it's going to be all right. You, you, you struggling because this is the process to getting where you need to be. Nobody is destined to be a failure. Nobody is destined to struggle. Nobody is destined to be broken, destitute. That is a product of our sadistic society that entramps some of us encapsulates some of us but somewhere between that entrapment and that encapsulation that moment of slavery there is a hole that is called a glimpse of hope and that's where we can find our way through and I hope that's what we can do today whatever that challenge is look for that that encapsulation that hole that light and no it's not an oncoming train it's actually the light the light from the oncoming train can serve a if anything as a a warning hey there's a train coming and you wouldn't have noticed it if you didn't see that light look at the positive look at the glass half full not half empty i just saw it that means i can get the fuck out the way Good job. Thank you for the light from the train. Let me do my clap. That's what I hope our all of you are facing your challenges today. Whether it's getting a new job, finishing your education, whether it's pursuing your dreams and goals, whether it's finding yourself, whether it's getting a house, buying a car, dealing with issues at home, whatever it is, whatever your challenge is today. Find the positive. That is that is what I hope for you today. That is what I hope for me today. Find the positive. Even in our political, in our social world that is filled with ignorance. I hope we can somehow have a nation that we can get rid of all these ignorance people, these ignorant people. Find the positive. Find where we connect. <laughs> Friends, I think that's about all for the day. I thank you for sitting with me. I know we didn't do much from an active perspective, but as I said, it was a little bit um, on the wet, wet side out there. And so, uh, but we're going to, we're going to get back. We're going to get to it, to it tomorrow. We're looking to hopefully get with Sam and we're going to walk tomorrow. So let me tell you what the schedule is going to look like. This is, this is tentative, but let me tell you what I'm hoping for. So tomorrow we're hoping to walk with Sam and we're going to, well, maybe we'll call it a Wednesday walks. How about that? So we're going to walk with Sam for our Wednesday walks. That'll be fun. Then Ian is going to be on Thursday for Theological Thursday. And then we have a special little shindig 
for Friday. I think that's what we're going to do um, this week. So that's what we got coming up, hopefully down the pike. Um, or we'll do a fitness Friday and something else on Saturday. Um, now that I think about it, we might do it like that. We might do fitness Friday. And then we have a special interview on Saturday. Huh. That, that might be how we do that. All right. Nonetheless, we're going to we're going to get back out there. I promise. All right. But until we get back out there, we still we learn today. We may not have exercised as much, but we still engaged. And that's the good part. All right. So I thank you on behalf of the platform by which you've chosen to consume this for doing so. We're going to get back into this Bible. I promise you we're going to do them Psalms and them Proverbs. But we're going to go back to one. We're going to go back. We're going to peel back and go back. Mm -hmm. We're going to do that too. All right. So all that and more is coming. But for right now, again, thank you on behalf of the platform. Thank you for sharing with your friends and family. Thank you for connecting with your communities. Thank you for praying, not just the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized nations all over this world, even the uncivilized ones. Until we can meet again, Lord willing, and the damn creek don't rise. California. Ladies, my 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 my